What's happening? It's Tuesday, September 7th, 2021. Hope everyone had a nice Labor Day weekend. I did. I got out of town. I ate and drank too much. I mean, I would say by normal vacation standards, I don't drink a lot, but whenever I do drink more than what I'm used to, I eat too much. And that has to be normal. It's it's horrifying. If I were to write down what I consumed in 72 hours in celebration of a somewhat random federal holiday, I would be even more ashamed than I am now. Um, but it's what I do. I have a bit of a disorder. I was going to be honest with you guys. I I take care of myself until I, I leave my zip code. And then it becomes this almighty excuse to have things like nachos. Really, I should never eat them, but they were good. And that really is the only thing I ask of anyone I'm paying to prepare food. Just do a good job when I'm in my downward, downward spiral <laughs> of semi-addiction to food <clears throat> because it's there. I, I've lost a lot of weight over the years. I used to be pretty damn large in my early 30s, and uh, I always tell people that fat suit is still hanging in the closet, and once in a while, I throw it on just to see how it feels, and uh, never, never good afterwards, but I got through it, and I had a good time. It was it was worth it in hindsight, and back on the plan today, that's always the toughest day, not letting three days turn into four, and if you didn't get back on today, get back on tomorrow. Start Start doing something right for yourself. We're all getting older. We're all eventually going to be in the risk if you're not already in the risk age group for something like COVID or whatever the hell comes next. So, um, but if you had a good three day weekend, I hope it's because you work and you needed the day off. If you're out of work and you've been getting government checks, I get why you did it for some point, but those are over now. As of today, uh, you're not, you're not getting that $300 COVID relief and I think that's a good thing. Even Joe Manchin from West Virginia, the Democrat, agrees we're in a recovery mode. It's time to get work ethic back, get people back to work. We have an employment or employee shortage in those dialed in or toyed with numbers that Biden did a embarrassing address, presidential address, trying to tout the economy as getting better because unemployment went down a little bit. We actually have more jobs open than the last report. So there are less people working from the available workforce, and that's a bad thing. Also, when you look at wage increases, the number was about 4.4%. Inflation was over 5 so we're underwater there. Even though you might be making more, everything's costing you more money. And I'm sure gas is one of them, but it's everything. Everything is more expensive. Your dollar is weaker here in the United States than it was a few months ago, and it's going to continue. Inflation's not going to improve anytime soon. Look who's running the show. I mean, it's it's a comedy if you can force yourself to laugh at it. That's what I do, because if I really allow myself to get serious and think about how devastating all of this can be, how he could be, how his people could be, it gets a bit depressing. I don't recommend going down that road. But we'll talk about Biden. Of course, we have to. He's He's a news fiesta every time he takes the microphone or goes anywhere. And uh, he's now between bumbling, going to New Jersey and New York to survey the damage from Hurricane Ida, which worked its way up to the northeast and, and caused horrible flooding, tons of damage. 
I mean, it was one hell of a storm. And of course, it's all because of climate change and because I drive a truck, right? He couldn't help himself there. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about his other trip to California. So he's covered a lot of mileage in the last few days. And that is not what Joe Biden likes to do. That is just take away the dementia side physically more than anything he's accustomed to. So he's out in California. He's um, trying to help Newsom and take the news, take the story away from Afghanistan. It's not working. Um, and and we'll talk a bit about that. We'll talk about what Rand Paul <clears throat> said today about Anthony Fauci. It's fantastic. It's really quite concerning because I think at some point early on, we all thought Dr. Fauci had our best interests overall in mind. He doesn't. He's preparing or he's repairing his legacy from what it was and which was damaged from his involvement in the AIDS crisis and everything he was wrong about. He's trying to leverage COVID as legacy repair and it's going to fail miserably. It has been for a while. Um, the typical sycophant, 30 to 40% of the country, they're obsessed with him. He became their dear leader, you know, their Kim Jong un of Corona. And so there's nothing, he has them in a trance, like many of the people in North Korea. They see him as a god. So anything can be spun to his advantage to make him look good. And um, it's pretty damning what a group called The Intercept found and has released. And it shows that Fauci lied under oath to not only Rand Paul, but to the U.S. Senate in hearings about COVID. That's a federal crime. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about what's happening with Delta, and then I'll do some news reviews. So really, let's start with Joe Biden and uh, and Kamala Harris tripping out to the West Coast, only to places like San Francisco, L.A., and getting on board to try to keep the recall from happening, right? So they're part of the big vote. No, keep Gavin Newsom, who's accomplished absolutely nothing that favors California, and even Elizabeth Harris got involved. I, I just, um, I can't believe, I mean, she's been gone, which is fantastic. I think the Democratic Party has known for a while that she's just toxic the moment she opens her voice, that it's worse from an octave and eye-piercing desire level for me than even Kamala Harris. I mean, when, when, when Liz Warren, I think I said Elizabeth Harris, I do that all the time. I merged a couple years ago, I merged the poisons of Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren together. And I was constantly, when Elizabeth Warren Warren was in the news, I was referring to her as Elizabeth Harris. And I think that's a horrible thing to do. Can you imagine that Frankenstein, what that would be if we actually did combine Kamala and Sweet Liz, or Sweet Kamala and Sassy Liz. That's what I used to call Sassy Liz Warren, because she's all sassy, right? Just all about being sassy, all about making a fist with that super frail arm and pumping it in the air like she's ever done anything productive with it in her life because she represents all women. That's that's her thing. Everything's about her being a woman and her overcoming something. I don't know what it is. She hasn't, in my time, knowing her really overcome anything. She doesn't win anything. She couldn't even win at being selected for vice president, even though she got really close to making everybody think she was Native American. Then she could have pulled off the person of color uh, check in the box and might have been somebody Biden couldn't consider after he opened his mouth and said it had to be a woman of color. Whoops, sorry, Liz, we caught you 
Focahontas. She's out there. I mean, who who is going to look on the television and see Elizabeth Warren and say, hmm, maybe I'll vote no on the recall. I mean, Elizabeth Warren doesn't want me to. Who does that? Who does she speak to? Who does she influence? I have no idea. Again, the people that are moved by Elizabeth Warren are already voting no. So maybe it's just getting some of them off the couch or getting them to just go out and fill out a few more ballots they got in the mail. Because let's be real, we're one week away. Larry Elder is the presumed winner if the recall is supported. So if the yes wins, it's going to be Larry Elder. He is the one everybody's getting behind. It's fantastic. He's a black conservative radio host from Crenshaw, the sage from South Central. And of course, he's now being labeled again as the black face of white supremacy. They did it again at a rally. Some black female, super duper superstar of whatever little world she lives in, got out there. And the person before her wanted to avoid saying Larry's name. But this gal won up and said, I'll say his name, Larry Elder. And again, he is a black man who is representing white supremacy. That's all they have. So we have to learn something from here. If we ever thought there was an area they wouldn't go or there's an area they won't go, we have to get rid of that. They are calling a black guy, a black man who grew up in Crenshaw, a white supremacist. Think about it. And, and it's not something they're saying or insinuating. They're now so desperate, so afraid of losing power that they're saying it in the open. It's not even just innuendo. And this is part of their strategy. Get as many black politicians out there to tell the black voters to tell minorities in California, hey, don't let the color of his skin fool you. If this doesn't backfire a little bit, I will be really concerned for the country. I can't imagine, as Larry is campaigning in some of the same areas, that a percentage of Mexican Californians, black Californians, South American, Central American Californians aren't going to hear that and think, wait, that doesn't make sense. Of all the areas to attack this man, they're going after him on his race, but he's black. And he didn't, he didn't grow up in Beverly Hills. He didn't grow up in San Diego, which shouldn't matter. It doesn't for people like Don Lemon, who live in, off the coast of Sag Harbor in a community that's only 3% black. But when Don Lemon talks, he is down with that struggle, like anybody. I mean, he is, he's in an interview recently complained about racist America and the struggle and the different world he as a black man lives in. But he and his partner, his partner is the whitest guy in the Northeast, by the way, posing in the whitest pictures you possibly can in the whitest zip code you could possibly live in, you fucking hypocrite. But that's what he is. Don Lemon, as Tucker refers, is totally full of shit. And so is every person, black, white, brown. I don't care what your race is. If you think and you try to make others think that Larry Elder is a white supremacist, you're beyond the pale. You're not just ignorant. You're not just stupid. You're actually evil. You know better. Not, you're not stupid. You know he's not. You're willing to lie on a black man who grew up poor in South Central Los Angeles who lived through, as a young person, the L.A. riots. Both times. 
60s and 90s, okay? Watts in the 60s, L.A., Watts included, South Central in 92. And you're telling him he's a white supremacist. That's, that's who we're dealing with. That's why there's no longer civil opportunities with these people. This is war. Nothing will be good enough. It's worse than Ben Carson. Ben Carson, they'd have gone there. If he'd have been nominated as president, Ben Carson, a neurosurgeon, would have been labeled a puppet for white supremacy and white nationalism. This is, all, this is where we are because of Trump derangement syndrome. Trump brought it out of them. That's the beauty of Donald Trump. They believed all this stuff. They would have tried to insinuate it before Trump. With him now, the gloves are completely off. The mask is off. And so they've lost their minds, and they're going after Larry Elder as if he's Donald Trump. Really, anybody who identifies as conservative and supports Donald Trump becomes Donald Trump. Larry Elder, Ben Carson, you, me, doesn't matter. I don't care where you're from, what your heritage is, what your nationality is. The moment you identify with Donald Trump on any issue, you are a white nationalist. Even though you might be looking in the mirror and seeing an African-American looking back at you, it doesn't matter to these people. You have to get your head around that because they want to destroy you. The moment they know you're on the Trump team or even considering it, destruction is all they want for you. And so that's what's happening, and they pulled it all out. I mean, Kamala's out there. Every picture of us is of her just awkwardly laughing, looking up at Gavin Newsom with his shit-eating grin, Disney villain smile. It's it's just the privilege you know these people live. You can see it in that picture. They think it's funny that anyone would question them. And they're doing what they can, and they're scared, which is fantastic. We're still a long ways from the recall happening. This is different than when it was Gray Davis being recalled and Schwarzenegger was running against him. Um, it's a different world. It shouldn't be. Larry Elder is 1,000 times the candidate than Arnold Schwarzenegger ever wanted to be, or of course ever was, as we know, especially as a conservative. Um, but Larry's got a battle. He's trying to get votes anywhere he can outside of San Francisco and L.A. He's in Thousand Oaks, San Bernardino, Fresno. I mean, you know, he's he must know. He's got people, he's got money now that if he can get some kind of increased or better than expected turnout and just hold his own in the cities. If he can get better than expected turnout in those outside counties, he's got a good shot. But remember, guys, this is a mail-in ballot situation. All right, We've already heard about loads of ballots being found illegally, and I just think it's too soon, especially in a state like California, where we could overcome what these people have done for probably decades but are getting better at and under the cover of COVID can do the same thing they did in November 2020. And it's not about votes. Remember, it's about ballots. It's not about voters. It's about ballots. Every ballot counts. That's their cry. So no matter how many ballots don't match up with the voter rolls, no matter how many dead people are registered in voting on the spreadsheet, they're going to want every ballot counted. And I predict there's going to be some kind of shenanigans caught. There's going to be stories coming out. There are going to be election observers that are going to see things and they're going to report it. And none of it is going to be effective. 
So we better hope Larry can build some kind of margin when those counts come in. But if those counts come in and he has a decent margin, don't get too excited. They have contingency plans for this. Think of the worst scumbag you can, not just in politics, but in the world, and know they have hundreds of them behind the scenes who think they are underprivileged, they are victims, and they can do whatever they want because they know better than you or I. And that's, that's what pushes them. That's what liberalism is. They know what's better for us and for others, right? And so that's what, that's what they have planned. I don't know. I don't know what's going to change if it's close. No way Larry wins. There's no way they're going to let it happen. They'll do whatever they can and worry about what happens in the courts, knowing that any fight that happens, if it's anything similar to what we saw starting in November 2020 with Trump, it takes too long and there's going to be another election. So Gavin Newsom won't be recalled if and when they cheat. And then by the time anything might be found or shared, they'll squash it. The press won't report it. It'll be called the Big Lie 2.0. And then Newsom will be running for re-election. On a Democrat ticket in the, one of the bluest states in the country, he's going to walk right over. He'll be, he'll be good to go. So they know this is not only beating the recall, this is the next election for him. If he's recalled, Larry's still got an uphill battle of getting elected in an open election in a blue state. And I believe that'll happen in 2022. Maybe you'll have some strong coattails uh, to ride, which is pretty much anything against Biden's agenda. If he can make it about Biden and show some results, then maybe, maybe we'll cross that bridge. We're seven days away from the actual recall, September 13th. If you haven't sent your yes vote in, please do it. I I think one of the biggest, dumbest, stupid things that conservatives supported, and this is including Rush Limbaugh, I hate to say it, God bless you, sir. This is Hannity, and you knew they screwed up. I knew they screwed up well before they did when they started pushing early voting about a week out from the election. They knew they screwed up. This whole idea of go on the day, I'm going to vote on the day, I'm going to vote on the day. Sorry, a lot of you stupid asses got busy. You're out there. Most I don't think any of them are listening at this point. One day, maybe. But a lot of people, Republicans with jobs and shit to do, ended up not showing up on that fateful Tuesday because you're stupid at planning. For a moment, you forgot what your life was like, what any given Tuesday in your life was like, and it sucks to sit in traffic knowing that you're not going to get home and you're going to have to wait in a line for two hours and you probably chose not to. You dumbass, when you could have rolled in like I did, it took about 20 minutes, 10 days before, not even 20 minutes, and I got my vote in, in person. But no, you had to do it on the day in person. You had to plant that flag in the ground, and am I blaming you? Fuck yeah, I am. I'm blaming you. Because whether they cheated or not or how they cheated, the end of the day, working-ass Republicans should have known better what their life is like on a Tuesday. In the fall, kids at practice, kids at recitals, traffic, I need to get gas, got to go to the grocery store. That happens to you all the time. What, do you think it was going to be different? Do you think your husband or wife was going to cut you some slack because you had to go wait two to three hours to vote 
in a swing state. I know what happens inside. Like my vote doesn't really matter. Millions. Yeah, thanks. Unfortunately, millions of you did that. Don't do it again. And if you're in California, don't wait till next Tuesday. If you if you can get it in and postmark, send it. Don't be so contrarian to everything. Get your damn vote in so you're not up against it next week. And we don't have to see Gavin Newsom up there with Kamala Harris, barf, celebrating like he won something, like he's accomplished something. Other than dodging a recall. That's it. Don't do that. Don't be that person. This is about beating Biden. He's down. He's on the ropes. We're giving him no quarter. Now's the time to put our foot in his neck and crush his larynx. Put him down politically for good. And then when Kamala tags in to help, we take a chair to her head and we pin her for a three count. This is where it starts next week. I pray to God that we have more energy than the defunct and weakened California Democrats because they're hurting. They're worried about turnout. We shouldn't. There's no excuse especially what happened in Afghanistan, especially what's happening on the border, not only in California, but all along the southern United States. You don't need any better reasons than to get off your ass and get out there and vote yes on the recall. But while Americans are stranded in Afghanistan, while Americans are being rejected by the Taliban getting out, so that's happening, Biden is laughing and campaigning in California, meeting with workers, getting a bunch of losers to take pictures with him, and doing events for one of the worst human beings on the planet, one of the biggest hypocrites in life during COVID, a man who ruined San Francisco single-handedly and has ruined that state. Joe Biden is out there somehow helping him. I don't know if he does. But the Taliban, Joe, is they're getting it on. And they just they just announced that they're going to support the strongest interpretation of Sharia law possible in Afghanistan. So these guys that are supposedly enemies of ISIS are setting up a caliphate that looks a lot like what ISIS set up in Syria before Trump knocked their dicks in the dirt. And so here we go again. All while we're seeing movies and getting ready to memorialize the people we lost on 9-11 20 years ago, we have handed the country over to these people and Americans with documentation are being rejected. And there are stories that some are having their documentation taken away. There are civilian operations ready to go that are not getting flight clearance by the State Department. So I mentioned last week that they were getting on board. Apparently, they're not. And Biden's administration is trying to take credit for one of the recently successful operations that was led completely independent of the U.S. government by four brave Americans that went in and got people out. There is now going to be an attempt. You're going to see it. They're going to try to take credit. Fortunately, we live in a world where even those the mainstream media doesn't want to have a voice, get a voice. And so the conservative radio, media, cable news world are interviewing the individuals that committed that raid, got those people out, and they're getting out in front of it and saying, hey, we did this without help from the U.S. government. So that's good. But people are stranded still. And you won't see it now. It says trending. It has to say it. If there's a story trending, CNN in very small letters towards the middle top will have a word trending. And right now, you go to CNN, trending Afghanistan. They can't change that. That's it. 
That's the only place you will see Afghanistan on their front page on CNN.com. That is it. I can't find the word anywhere. But you can find out that the CDC added two popular island getaways to, quote, very high, unquote, COVID-19 travel risk list. You've got to be kidding me. But again, if somebody's going to CNN.com regularly, they want reassurance, not news. They want to be coddled, right? They want to hear about things that don't make them deal with the fact that their vote got Americans killed. Because that is right there in their face. And CNN is going to help them get past that and help them believe that another vote for a Democrat is a good thing. Now, Robert E. What the hell? Now, this is sad. Virginia's woked out. And like Trump said, everything woke turns to shit. Robert E. Lee's statue in Virginia's capital will come down Wednesday. Now, I'm not against. And this is not something to protest, not something to fight. They voted for it. They're taking it down. It's a famous, beautiful statue. And Robert E. Lee was much more to this country than a Confederate. He was a West Point grad. After the war was over, after he surrendered, he was part of the Reconstruction. And this was a Virginian before anything else. And if you read the history of Robert E. Lee, his motive was far from protecting slavery. Did he fight for the losing side? Yes. Do we need pictures of people like, or statues of people like Nathan Bedford Forrest, Ku Klux Klan member somewhere in the United States? Absolutely not. But we shouldn't be tearing them down in riots like that was allowed. But there's a process, and I'm okay with cities voting to have Confederate statues come down. I think this one's sad. It's, it's unfortunate that we are willfully ignorant about Robert E. Lee, that his statue has to come down in what was once a great state. Virginia. It's not. And the fall of Robert E. Lee coincides with the fall of the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I just read that. It wasn't part of something I'd talk about. But of course, CNN has it up. Again, right next to trending Afghanistan. But Biden visited New York and New Jersey. He went out there to grandstand and get the issues back. Chuck Schumer right next to him, his old buddy, one of those Democrat dinosaurs, racist and white, like all of those guys are going back in the days. And he's standing there and he's lecturing the world about climate change and blaming everything that's happened with Ida on climate change and how he should get to dump as much money as he chooses and Congress should support him into anything he wants because of climate change. And what's great about this visit is Biden was heckled and he doesn't like being heckled. He responded fired back and said, basically, they don't understand because the Afghanistan issue, people aren't going to let it go away. And people don't want him there. I mean, this is New Jersey and New York. This is an area where he, I mean, you look at this picture, this obnoxious, disgusting photo of him with his finger up. Fox did a good job with this. He's got to have those Ray-Bans on. And you got de Blasio standing behind him with a mask on. And somebody I don't know, then Schumer and Biden without a mask. They're outside, and you, you, they actually dragged Bill de Blasio into the picture. I mean, this guy's toxic for everybody, but they, they, they're going to protect him. And I think I used the term Friday. Biden said, peril, right? This is it. This is I, You knew this was going to be something he would pimp, climate change. He can't resist it. He needs this issue. Frankly, these... Cliche issues are all he has, racism and climate change, right? He's going to go to that, and the media is eating it up. 
They're going, MSN.com had a story. I don't know who it originally sourced with, but they ran with it, right? When MSN.com or any of the, you know, big search engines run with something, it's typically borrowed and publicized from a smaller outlet. And it was a big, you know, just knee pad session for Joe Biden on his opportunity on this issue from his campaign. They got to say that because the guy has delivered absolutely nothing that he talked about when he ran for president in true Democrat candidate form, because it's never about results. It's about activity and it's about words and feels, feelings, no mean tweets, say things we've always said, make you feel good, especially your super racist, left-wing white liberal base, and they will show up for you. And maybe scare people a little bit to make sure those white liberal women who they tell are stunning and brave, they tell them how strong they are, they know how they can manipulate them. And ladies, if you're white and you're liberal, assuming again, I said, ladies, you're female, and on certain days of the week you identify as such, you're a lot weaker than you act like you are because you move with the tides of fear every four years, probably every two. How many times do we have to see how women are going to decide to vote based on some recent trumped-up Democrat issue. Hate to call it out, but it's true. That is the one group I got to hear about every election. How are women voting? How are white women voting? And of course, unfortunately, and I doubt anyone in this audience right now is, but a lot of women working college-educated are still liberal. They still take the easy way. They want to say something like, my body, my choice, and have the argument be over. The Democrats cater straight to you, and they get most of you every time. And that's that's something that conservative women have to deal with and battle because you get thrown into that bucket all the time. And you're a minority amongst your gender, especially when they say white women. The conservatives look bad all the time because all these things are women's issues. And you're like, I don't support abortion. I think the Texas abortion law is good. Well, you don't count. Just like Larry Elder's not black. If you're not a supporter of all things abortion, you're not a woman. And you should be dismissed. Because it's not like the NAACP or now the National Organization for Women. The NAACP, as Rush said, is the NAALCP for liberal colored people. And now, which Rush called NAG, which I think is fantastic, the National association of gals but now the national organization for women is missing an l as well it's the national organization for liberal women if you're not a liberal woman you don't count they don't care about you and coming back to this every issue again it's fear joe biden is going to leverage anytime anytime he can because he's a liberal democrat and he's way left than he he's further left than he ever was he is going to scare people about climate change as best he can I feel like this is a bit early. I feel like it's a bit tired. And it will sound cliche to more people than it normally would have because of things like Afghanistan. Because we have pressing immediate problems right now. The border, inflation, stranded Americans, a potential Islamo-fascist caliphate in Afghanistan. These things are the news people care about. And again, Biden's approval ratings continue to tank. When it comes to the border and handling the border and immigration, he only has a 30% approval. He's underwater with disapproval. He's way higher. He's over his approval ratings. And on specific issues, 
He's tanking. So he's got to get out there. He's got to try to get these numbers to stop nosediving because they're not leveling off. I mean, if he goes below 40% approval, I don't believe that's ever happened in the first year of a president's uh, four-year term. If it's happened at all, it would have to be for some of the, the worst, maybe, you know, Nixon right before he resigned, somebody who just got hammered. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Something to look up. I'm curious. When a president has dropped below 40% approval, I got to think Carter did during the Iran hostage crisis because that wasn't the only thing. Very similar to what we're experiencing today. He had terrible uh, gas price issues and oil shortage because of OPEC, who we are now asking for more supply. Good job, Joe. Inflation, sound familiar? And a crisis in the Middle East with the Iranian hostage situation. That ended the moment pretty much Ronald Reagan was inaugurated. Like Trump, people knew that cowboy son of a bitch from California was coming with a loaded six-shooter, and he would have made bodies hit the floor in Iran had those people not been let loose. Deterrence work with cowards. They don't work. They don't work if we are not strong. We, America, we, can, we can't deter anything. And we're in a position now, we're probably going to have to fight somebody again to remind them that we are still the United States of America and that the world is better when we are the superpower. I am an American exceptionalist. I don't know if I've said that. We all should be. We are the best. We are number one. And the world's better because we are number one. Globalism is shit. I'm not a citizen of the world. I know I've talked about that before. And that's the Obama doctrine. That's this idea of going around and apologizing to everybody as we pay them millions every year and uphold their economies. But we're bad guys. That is their approach. And it speaks to that 30 to 40% of idiots that mark Democrat no matter what. Because remember, there are no Democrats right now. Right now, there are Biden sympathizers. Okay, that's, that's really anybody supporting him. It's not because they're Democrat. They're worse. They are at Kim Jong-un level support. Biden can't do wrong. They've created an image of him. They've invested in that image, and they're not going to change. They're not going to watch anything that might change their, their mind. And unfortunately, maybe in places like California, that'll be enough. That'll be enough of a coattail for someone like Gavin Newsom to ride. We talked about, I mentioned already, the $300 a week COVID relief that ends for the unemployed starting today, Tuesday, September 7th. That's a good thing because we're paying money out our nose as taxpayers to so many other things. Heard an interview yesterday with the governor of Iowa who, without asking, was given $95 million for COVID support. She sent it back. They didn't need it. But she made a great point. This, these giant checks of taxpayer dollars from all over the country are going to these states that aren't even asking for it. It's a huge blue state bailout and has nothing to do with COVID. You know if we track this money in states like California, Nevada, Oregon, that this, this money is essentially laundered in to, into their state fund and going to things like God knows what, you know, needle handouts and preschool for people that don't have kids right? Just in, you know, bailouts like Newsom is doing. He's buying votes. I think he announced a $600 a month check coming out. I'm sure it'll come out or already is in the hands of people that he wants voting for him. And that's not the last one. California can afford it even without federal help. But if money's coming in from Biden, 
They're set. So this grift is happening in good for Iowa, good for Arizona, I believe, too. There's states, red states, like, we don't need this. This is These are taxpayer dollars from people not in our state. And COVID's fine. We're managing it. And I'll tell you, I watched the numbers. We're seeing we've hit the peak with Delta. It's coming back down, it looks like. Two days in a row. The curve is definitely trending down. So we're in the $60,000, $50,000 positive test. I don't like to say cases because these are just tests. But they do it every day. And we were in that 140000 range. You know, back in our worst peak, it was 300000 So we didn't get anywhere close to that. And all while Fauci is out there telling us we need three, four, five, six damn shots. And the word on him is he's a big fat liar. Again, Rand Paul's got him nailed. I mentioned it. Obtained by The Intercept, Fauci lied about gain of function, right? Researching and advancing coronaviruses through bat and mice research in the Wuhan lab, the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So Fauci and the NIH have funded, at least we know, to the tune of $3.1 million bat research at that Wuhan Institute. Specifically, specifically, right, to research SARS coronaviruses, okay? And they also used mice with human cell receptors. Why would you do that? To study the effect as best you can using mice, the effect of these coronaviruses on human biology. So Rand, Rand Paul in that hearing tried to give Fauci a chance to come clean. But Fauci is a, a two-mask-wearing leftist, big anti-Trumper. You know he hated Trump from the moment they had to work together because Trump is all about results. And if you're wrong a couple times in Trump world, you're done. You don't get to be wrong. Fauci's been wrong a ton. Not going to review it. Just, the guy, is he has no credibility. That's why he works in the government. He's safe. He's protected. He shouldn't be. And after this revelation, after we know he lied under oath, which is a federal crime, you can't lie in a Senate hearing. You are sworn <laughs> to tell the truth. He lied. He denied gain of function. He denied any of this was being funded. And there's documents now under the new, it's a new Freedom of Information Act request that Fauci and NIH funded gain-of-function research on SARS coronaviruses, precisely what Fauci denied. And also, in his denial, he was careful. He kept counter-accusing Rand Paul during that hearing. He never said yes or no. That's when I knew he was lying. So maybe he knew, maybe he was skirting it. I don't know. The guy's full of shit. And he's short. No offense to short people. But it's not a good look if you're a big liar, but... Also, a little Napoleon. It's not going to help you. You can't tell because he's always sitting in interviews, but check out your average podium the next time little Antony steps up. Phone books or not, the dude's barely pushing like 5'5". Five, five. All right? This guy was bullied, got his ass kicked in the playground, got his ass kicked over AIDS as somebody that was supposed to be an expert, and now he's getting his ass kicked over Corona. Little man's not going to back down. He's not going to admit he made a mistake. It'll never happen. He's probably not going to ever meet any kind of accountability for a big, for being such a big liar. I mean, this guy is, 
he's out of control. And he wants to talk about this Moo variant, which was of some concern a couple weeks ago, and now they're just watching it. And then every time he reminds you, the vaccine's the best. The best. That's an interesting word, meaning there's no better way to protect yourself from COVID, in particular the Delta variant, unless you're vaccinated. While on, on the other side of the issue, Israel released a paper that shows beyond doubt, based on what they looked at, very compelling, to say the least, that natural immunity is the best. And I remember last year when there was talk from Fauci that natural immunity was maybe only going to be good for a few months. That maybe even though you've had it, they didn't want you going outside. They didn't want you to go anywhere and feel like you didn't need a mask and feel like you didn't need the government to tell you what to do if you'd already recovered from COVID. That would have been too many people. That could have influenced too many people. And when the vaccine came out, there was never a question. You get it. But don't worry. Even if you have COVID, it'll give you the protection you need. You don't have to wear a mask anymore. Right, Joe Biden? And so they just, they just keep moving the carrot. Well, a study comes out and says natural immunity is the best. Now, it did add that natural immunity plus one COVID shot, in particular the Pfizer, would, could be best against Delta. But put that aside for a second. Fauci doesn't even want to talk about natural immunity. Well, with the vaccine, the decline in cases I just referenced is due to natural immunity. It's why countries like India, who have about 10% of their population vaccinated, India is almost back to normal. The Delta variant smoked them for a few weeks. They were on lockdown. But like they have after every surge, and they've had a few. Brutal. If you know India, you know why. It's people living on top. It's very crowded, right? I mean, it's a different community. And they're very community-oriented. They're wonderful people. They do things. I, I work with India somewhat regularly and it is very counter their lifestyle to stay inside and not be with each other so when there is a decline in cases they wear masks but they go everywhere they get back to travel they get back to life that's how they fight it things are going pretty well for the last few weeks since their delta variant spike it's not because of the vaccine it's because of natural immunity. And the paper in Israel is telling us why India is doing good right now. It tells us why someone who's had COVID shouldn't be forced to carry a vaccine passport to go places. Someone who recovered from the horrible COVID segment of New York has to still go out and get two shots to be able to eat at a restaurant in Bill de Blasio's New York. That just seems criminal. That, to me is a lack of compassion. Not someone who dares not wear a mask when they're vaccinated. God, they think you're... Basically, they call you a... Bio, that's the new thing. You call you a biological weapon if you don't wear a mask, which we know is almost totally useless unless it's a professionally fitted N95. Not one person who's going to holler at you and call you a biological weapon is wearing an N95 mask. These hypocrites or liberals, same, same meaning, these liberals are going to tell you Wear a mask. You need to wear a mask. You're going to kill us all. Well, they're wearing some cotton piece of shit that's more about the statement on the front of the mask, which one of them actually is vaxxed and masked. There are people walking around making sure that you know they're so much better than you that they not only are wearing a mask, 
They're also vaccinated. I mean, govern me, daddy, please. Is that that's as beta as it gets? I mean, you're you're just falling everybody off the cliff. And we could be in an endemic light situation where COVID's never going to go away. So what are we going to do? We're going to live our lives. If you want to get vaccinated, great. If you don't, that's fine. I don't. One thing I know from what I've seen, COVID can really suck. It's a it's you know if you're super healthy, the chances of it being a rough go is pretty minimal. But how many of us really are super healthy? I mean, there's a reason every time we heard about COVID amongst the NFL athletes and other athletes, they got a little sick. Dudes were back to practice a week and a half later. Those guys are in 1,000 times better shape than any of us. I'm talking to all of you. So it does factor in. That's why most of the people in the hospital are unvaccinated and have a lot of health issues. There's a reality here. You know, being really sick is never a good thing, but it's worse if you're going into that unhealthy. Smoking, drinking, eating too much, basically doing what I did the last three days. Can't do that long-term. People do. I mean, shit, I ate at the Waffle House. I loved it. Loved it. But I I won't eat at the Waffle House for another few months. And it'll be great when I do. And I'll feel horrible afterwards, but while I am eating Waffle House, I'm going to feel really good about the meal myself and about America in general. Because I love that place. And other restaurants that I don't want to brag about. But you can't live like that all the time. It takes a toll on you. I actually try to cook once in a while. Um, but we, we, have some, we have some real interesting fights coming up. We have a real battle ahead of us in California, and in the country regarding COVID. And it's not going to get any easier. Even as these cases decline, you're going to see the left dig in and tell us exactly what we're supposed to do because they know better than us. And they're going to ignore every paper about natural immunity, every paper about paper about vaccines, if they say that vaccines might be a little bit of a problem. You watch, they're going to dig in on us. And they don't care if they're wrong today They don't care if they're ever wrong. It's not about results for them, right? And believe me, they're not going to wear masks. Joe Biden today, this was Labor Day, so yesterday, union member meeting, doing some kind of selfie with these guys. Who the, what kind of union wants to hang out with Joe Biden right now? I mean, I'm sure they're Democrat shill unions, right? Guys that love to talk about not working more than working, getting paid to do it. But after Afghanistan, I mean, I think there'd just be a few weeks where we'd be like, hey, Joe, now's not the time. Well, these these dudes went out there and, you know, flexed as best they could in a parking lot with Biden. No one's wearing a mask. They never do. I, I, don't, I don't see, I mean, it's funny. You see Biden walking across a parking lot in New Jersey with a mask on, but in a parking lot in another part of the state, in New York, upstate New York with a bunch of union members, he's maskless. What, what are we... What are we supposed to do? Well, I love what people in New Jersey did, guys. If you have a chance, go out there with your Trump signs, your Trump flags. If somebody like a Joe Biden or in California, somebody's rolling through, acting like nothing has happened in Afghanistan, nothing's happening on the border. A lot of people in Jersey were right there as Joe Biden came into town with Trump flags and telling him he's a worthless piece of trash, which I'm sorry, he is a worthless piece of trash. 
He should be heckled. He did leave Americans behind. And I think right now is the perfect time for Trump to release the statements once in a while. He does an interview maybe once every other week. He's keeping his brand out there, but his people, us, I mean, I'm one of them, are going to help him do that. He doesn't need to do a lot because Biden and his administration are doing the work for him. And so that's all we can do. If you're in California, at a minimum, get your vote in. Get it done. I don't know what the situation is with early in-person voting. There have got to be polls open um, for that. If you can mail it in, do it. Just do it. Don't sweat it. Get it done. Don't worry about it next Tuesday. Come home and be on pins and needles with the rest of us across the country, hoping to God what you did was enough. And if you vote, that's all you can do. And if it doesn't go our way, at a minimum, we scared the hell out of them. And we showed the country that someone like Gavin Newsom is not beyond reproach. And his political career has ended in that governor's office in Sacramento. There's no way. Now, it's the Democrats. They might try. It would be very difficult for someone who's been bruised up and beaten like him politically in this recall to run for national office. I, I don't know. But if Larry Elder wins, he's got a lot of power. You've got a Senate seat that I believe is open from Dianne Feinstein. And typically, when a, not typically, when a senator steps down until the next election, the governor appoints the replacement. It's a big deal. That is a big deal. Even if it's just for a year, that flips the Senate big time. So this means so much, but really for California, for my state, this is, this is, uh, this is a huge David and Goliath opportunity. All we can do is vote and pray. Sadly, many people who need Gavin Newsom gone are being hoaxed by the meanest, most evil of politicians right now all in that state. They're being hoaxed into voting no on the recall. And maybe they don't see it as a vote for Gavin Newsom, but that's precisely what it is. Voting for the guy who eats at places like the French Laundry in the height of COVID without a mask indoors. And all he had to do was one little tiny apology for it and then continue to blame Trump. And it's, um, it's sad if he can pull this off. He's sure asked for a lot of help. Word on the inside, he's panicked. That makes me happy today. That he is uncomfortable and his life politically, as he knows it, may be coming to an end. It certainly should. California's pulled it off once. They can certainly do it again. And let's all hope... Let's all hope it can happen. I appreciate you tuning in. Went a little longer than I normally like to. You know, I know it's a lot of content, but I've been gone for a few days. I'll keep watching the news and watching for stuff that's a little bit interesting on the sidelines. And COVID is really, I think, I think with Fauci getting called out here, we are seeing what we've been seeing for a while, but this is going to highlight this seismic shift in what, our world or how our world's going to behave, our world in this country or our world around us, in our networks, wherever we live, people are just not not buying it anymore. And the battles in the schools are continuing. God bless the parents that are brave enough to take on the schools and the students. 
They're straight coming into classrooms and dragging kids out who refuse to wear a mask. Vaccine status, not even factored. And that conditioning of children is concerning because it's now a brag. It's now a flex that your kid won't leave the house without a mask on. I see it in social media. That's horrifying. And we need, we need to put a stop to that and turn that around and truly get this country back to normal. Not any bullshit new normal. To normal. To a normal where the American flag was celebrated. The normal we knew after 9-11-2001. You remember that? Instead of kneeling, everybody proudly stood for the flag, sang the national anthem, If you ever want to see something motivating, I remember watching it live. It was the World Series. I can't remember who the Diamondbacks were playing, but it was in Arizona shortly after 9-11. And uh, a gentleman played the trumpet, played the national anthem right on the mound. And homeboy, I mean, nailed it. Every note, it was just the perfect sound. It was strong. It was beautiful. And the stadium was shocked into silence. I get chills thinking about it. You can see it on YouTube. It's the Diamondbacks World Series 9-11 trumpet. You, you type it, millions of views. It'll pop right up. Watch it sometime. Watch it more than one time. But especially as we get ready to remember what happened 20 years ago, I recommend giving it, giving it a run. It's really worth it. And show it to somebody if they haven't seen it. Thanks again for listening in. Uh, I hope... I hope it's helpful. I hope you enjoyed it a little bit. I hope we can um, maybe get close to sharing some actual good news next week. That'd be fun. I'll start looking for it as best I can. Have a great day. I'll be back tomorrow. God bless. Have a good night.